You're listening to the Centre Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy this message recorded live from our Burgess Hill campus. Um, I've got the privilege of uh, sharing from Ephesians chapter 3, from verse 1 to verse 13. Praise the Lord. My intention is um, that I will probably spend the first 15 or 10 minutes just kind of uh, breaking down this uh, passage of scripture. Read it, break it down in uh, small chewable bits or bits that are easy to understand. And when we have understood that bit, then we kind of draw a few lessons. Uh, how can we apply? What does this mean to us here and now? So I pray that God would help me to uh, move in, the, in, in that direction. Ephesians chapter 3. I'm reading from um, King, uh, New King James Version. And it's Ephesians chapter 3. I'll read from verse 1 to verse 13. And it says, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for you Gentiles, if indeed you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you, how that by revelation he made known to me he made known to me the mystery, as I have briefly already written, by which when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which, is, which in other ages was not made known to sons of men, as it has now been revealed by the Holy Spirit through his apostles and prophets. And that the, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same body. That Gentiles should be fellow heirs, be of the same body, and partakers of his promise in Christ through the gospel, of which I became a minister according to the gift of grace that God has given me by the effective working of his power. To me, who am less than the least of all the saints. This grace has been given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to make all see what is the fellowship of this mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God who created all things through Jesus Christ to the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places according to the eternal purpose with according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ our Lord in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him therefore i ask you do not lose heart of my tribulations for you, which is your glory. Praise the Lord. You see, there is um, something that you see when you look at uh, the way that Apostle Paul writes his letters. The one thing that is important to realize is that when, when Paul was writing this, there was no verses and chapters and divisions. It was one letter that he was writing all the way through. So the verses and the divisions with chapters were put for our convenience. So 
we, we ought to bear that in mind, that the divisions were not there when Paul was writing, he was writing a letter. One thing that we note when we look at how Paul presents his gospel, he, he starts to write by explaining the doctrine. So most of the time he explains the doctrine in the earlier chapters or the earlier parts of the letter. And then in the second part of the letter, he will start to talk about the behavior or the attitude or the lifestyle that should flow out of understanding that particular doctrine. You see that in Romans, you see that in the way he writes Colossians, and it's also clear when you look in Ephesians. Chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, he is explaining doctrine. This is what Christ has done. When he died, this is what he accomplished. And us, this is who we have become. And this is what God wants us to become. And when he has finished that, when you get to chapter 4, you will then start to say, for that reason, because of this doctrine, because of this that Christ accomplished, this is the lifestyle that should follow. So for Paul, when you look, Paul's, um, Paul's uh, mind, the way he thinks, is that the behavior and the lifestyle that people lives normally flows out of understanding the doctrine. When people don't understand the doctrine, then they don't see the reason why they should live in a certain way. And that is one thing that we ought to grasp and understand as the church. If people don't understand, we can take people and try to force them to behave like this. This is how Christians should behave. But in the actual fact, people need to understand. What is it that Jesus did? For what? What does it mean to me? When that is understood, the next thing that happens, somebody's life will automatically change. Because the change flows out of the understanding. Praise God. Now, the starting part um, of our scripture today, Paul opens by saying, for this cause. Like I said earlier on, it's a continuation. So which cause is he talking about? It's the cause that he has already spoken about in chapter 2. And the last part of chapter 2, which runs from verse 11 all the way to the end, which is verse 22. He is explaining that we were far away from God. We were lost. We were dying. But then Jesus came on the scene and he, and, he, and he bought us with his blood. And now while we were outside of the people of God, now we have become the people of God. And so the part that we are starting to read, he starts by saying, for this reason, I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ, I have been, I have been made who I am. For your sake. This is what verse 1 says. It says, for this, it says, verse 1, it says, uh, for this reason, I pour a prisoner of Christ for you Gentiles. Gentiles are the non-Jews. When we read the word of God throughout the Old Testament, the Bible is about the Jewish people, the people of God. And so us who are not Jews are the Gentiles. And Paul says, for the reason of what Christ did, which has already been articulated in the last part of chapter 2, I pour a prisoner of Christ. And then he goes to say, indeed, you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which was given to me for you Gentiles. He is now starting to explain in connection with what he has already been saying. We were not the people of God. And Paul says, even me, I wasn't one of them. But you might have heard of the grace of God that was poured upon me. And this Paul, let us remember, he is the man who used to kill believers. The early Christians, including Stephen, was killed in the presence of Paul. So Paul says, I was also far away. 
I was a sinner of the worst sinners. But the grace that was poured on me, I was one to Christ. And then he goes on to, to verse 3 to say, and this was revealed, the revelation that came to me. He says, number one, grace was poured on me. And I was taken from being a murderer to become a gracious person. And now I'm, I've been given the revelation so that I take this revelation of Christ and make it known to you who are also far away from God, who are like me, Paul is saying, could be a sinner of the sinners, could be the one who is outcast, could be somebody who is afflicted with guilt and shame because of where you have been. He says, I have been sent because I have been there before. But the grace that I have received, I am now part and parcel of the family of God. And I have received the, the grace and I have received the revelation. So that I communicate that revelation to you also. And so he goes on to verse 4 and this is what he says. He says, by which when you read this revelation, by which when you read, you will understand it. And then he says, when you read, you will understand my knowledge of the mystery of Christ. I want you to read and understand. He calls it a mystery. And the question is, the word mystery appears several times in this a small passage. What is a mystery? A mystery in English is something that is not clear, something that is hidden, something that is secret. So Apostle Paul is saying the issue about Christ and what Christ has done was a hidden mystery. In the further uh, uh, verse, he says, it was hidden and it was not revealed in the generations that have gone past. But now it has been revealed to me. He says that this, uh, this kind of knowledge cannot be understood unless by revelation. He says that in the past, nobody has understood, but by the Holy Spirit, God has revealed it to us. And he says, because of the grace given to me, I have also come to understand of this mystery. And I have become a partaker of this mystery. And I want you also to understand this mystery and be partakers of what this mystery is about. And now what is this mystery? And then he starts to spill out in verse 6 what this mystery is all about. And this is what he says in verse 6. If there is a verse 6 in my Bible... Right, he says, this is the mystery, spilled out in verse 6, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs of the same, should be number one, Gentiles should be uh, fellow heirs, or they will also be part of the inheritance. They are partakers of the inheritance of God. And the second thing, they are of the same body. And the third thing is that they are partakers of every promise of God in Christ through the gospel. Praise God. And this is where the power of the gospel stands. What Paul is saying is the Jewish have always been the people of God. Jesus came on the scene. His ministry was mainly to the Jewish. The Old Testament prophets spoke, things were spoken, promises were given. It all pointed to the Jewish people. And so us, the Gentiles, were left outside. 
But the mystery now that Paul is talking about in verse 6. He says, now even you Gentiles. This is the mystery that was hidden. Even you Gentiles who were far away from God. Even you people who never knew God. Who were never called the people of God. Now because of this mystery in Christ. You can also be partakers and be of the same body as the Jewish people who are the people of God. Who would have thought that those who are far away, sinners like us, rebellious people like us, sinners like me and you, who would have thought that we could be called children of God? That we could be invited to be part and parcel of what God is doing? That we could also be part and parcel of the body and the promises that you have been given? I said when you read the Old Testament, there is promise after promise of God healing his people, delivering his people, providing for his people, picking his people up, pouring his spirit on people. But that only points to the Jewish people. But this mystery now is saying even us, we can become also partakers of all those promises. Which means I can also be healed. I can also be filled with the spirit of God. I can also walk in the power of God. I can also be part and parcel of the family of God. And Paul calls it, it's a mystery. And it requires an understanding by revelation by the spirit of God. Why is it that others choose to remain afar? And to be called sinners. And to be called murderers. And to be afflicted by, by guilt and shame and troubles associated of where we have been. Paul says there is no need for that because you can be part and parcel of the family of God. You can be also be called a child of God. You can also be a, a somebody who also shares this grace that I have received. Praise the Lord. You realize there is a grace that we have received by revelation because we have become children of God. And Paul is saying, be also somebody who carries that grace. He says, I have been made a minister of that grace. It's not only grace that I have received, but I have received that grace so that I can share it with you. So you can also understand it and be part and parcel of what that grace gives. You realize even in our own families, maybe we come from families that are so depleted of the love of God, of the peace and the joy. Maybe we work in places where there is so much limited love to experience. Some of our, some of our families, they are so divided and they, they have run to law when it comes to the love and the grace that is available. But Apostle Paul is saying, guess what? You have become a family of God. You can also come in and our families that are so divided can now live as one in peace. Who would have thought that the people of God, the Jews, can become one body as the Gentiles who are so far away, divided and alienated from God? Who would have thought? And Apostle Paul says, do you know what? This is what the gospel is about. We can all be part and parcel of that family of God. The divisions in our homes, you realize what? You see, there are divisions that we make for ourselves. And they are, they are, they, there is a, an inability to live together in peace that arises from the pride, from the pride of men. There are lots of things that are not right that flow from our innermost being. 
But this is what Paul is saying. When Jews and Gentiles can live together as one body, it is a mystery. So what does this tell me? It tells me that there is a tearing of walls of divisions so that people may be of different ethnic origins, people who speak different languages, people from families that would not see eye to eye, but because of the gospel, he says if people who cannot see eye to eye can live in one place and in peace, then that is what the gospel gives. And our families and our lives are desperate for such a gospel that brings life where there is no life. Love where there is no love. Oneness and unity where love and unity do not exist. Praise the Lord. And then he goes on. I need to move fast, don't I? <laughs> and then he, he goes on to the, uh, to, to the next verse, which is verse, verse 7. And he acknowledges that. He acknowledges in verse 7. He says, I am able to preach and to share this. Not because of my own power, but because of the power that is at work inside of me. You realize there is a power at work that saved us. The power that drew us from being alienated from God and brought us to be part and parcel of the family of God. He says that power does not stop working when you become part and parcel of the family of God. But it continues to work inside of you. As it continues to work inside you, it empowers you to share that love. Your love, your life becomes an overflow of this love and this peace. And so this is what Paul says. He says, I am the least of the least. I'm not the person who could be standing to share and to speak of the of this grace and of this mystery. But the reason why I do this, it's because there is that power of God that is at work inside of me. And you see, when you allow that power to continue to work, you see, to continue to work inside, it births fruit that influences those who are around you. It births fruit that changes the life. You see, sometimes we become Christians and then we think, I'm done, I have signed the signature, I've become a Christian. And we forget that becoming a Christian means that there is a power of God that now dwells inside of you. And what it does, it builds you up. It shapes you up. It rearranges you. It, it you know, it, it, it declutters things inside of you. So day by day, as you are working, working, there is a work that is happening inside. And each day, people see things transforming. Hey, the way she used to talk, she is now, you know, she now speaks with a lot of grace. What has happened? There is some work that God is doing and working because of the power. And so Paul says, me, you see me share about this grace, talk about this God. I have been so far from God, but there is a power that is at work inside of me. Praise the Lord. You realize even where we spend our time. We work in some places where you walk in, you can feel the hostile atmosphere. But we ought to remember, there is some power of God that is at work inside of us. And when we allow that power of God to build us and to shape us and to move us, we can enter in the worst places and God can use us to become an influence that overflows with the grace and the love. Because it's not only available to us, but it's available to everybody to hear of it and to walk in it. How can they believe unless they have heard? That is why Paul says, no, I have been made a minister. I have got to be ministering this thing. You see, when he says I've been made a minister, 
It's nothing to do with being ordained. It's nothing to do with, it's just making himself available to be used of God. And each and every one of us has got a gift that they carry. And that gift, God is waiting and God is looking at us like, you know, just to cooperate with the spirit of God to work inside and let that gift shine and let that gift be an influence in every place that you enter. Praise God. You see, he says that, he, he says, uh, I have got to be sharing these unsearchable riches. I like some of the big words that he throws in. Unsearchable. Why are they unsearchable? Because they cannot be understood by the ordinary mind of man. It requires the wisdom of God. No wonder why even to this day, people would rather ignore the wisdom of God and try to build up wisdom that we make with our own hands. Why? Because this mystery... It sounds too good to be true. It sounds too good that with everything that has been done, I can be called a child of God. It sounds too good that with all the people I have offended, I can be called a child of God. And it requires the wisdom of God to interpret it for you so that you hear what God is saying. You see, many people are far away from God. Why? Because they think they don't qualify. It's too good to be true. But Apostle Paul says, listen here, I did not qualify at all. I was the worst of the worst. So he's saying, no matter where you've been, no matter what you have touched, no matter whose path you have crossed, the arms of Christ are open. You can come in and be part and parcel of the family of God. And this, this, this is the wisdom of God that in verse 10, Apostle Paul says, now unto the he, he says, uh, let me read so I don't speak things of my own. <laughs> he says, to the intent that now this manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church. And then he says, to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. You know, when I was reading, when I got to verse 10, I stopped and I breathed a few times. Because that hit me to the core. Because it's literally, you see, principalities and powers refers to the angelic beings in the heavenly places. And though the angelic beings in the heavenly places include the good angels and also the fallen angels. So he is saying this manifold wisdom of God that God can bring, the, God can bring those who are far away to inside those who are whoever offended him he can bring that wisdom of god it's now in the hands of the church to communicate that wisdom and that wisdom is not only being communicated to the sons of men or to the people but he says even the principalities and powers the angelic beings will be waiting to watch the church so they understand what is this that god is doing because it's unheard of that people who constantly offend God can be brought in and be called children of God. How is that possible? Even angels, they stand and they are in awe. They are like, what is this that we see? It is a mystery. You remember the angels, they were created well before. Because the Bible says while God was creating, the heaven, when, when God was creating everything else, the angels, they shouted for joy. 
which means they saw all things happening. They saw even the, when Adam and Eve fell, and even the, 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 the fallen angels, they understand that when you offend God, you will be cut away from God, because they were cut away from God. So this thing that God is doing for people who have offended him, who have lived lives that contradict him, but God is saying, come on in, come on in. It's something great. It's a mystery. It's something big. It's too big to be true. And now the wisdom has been given to the church to even tell the angels, do you realize we are forgiven? Do you realize we are filled of, with the spirit of God? Do we re realize we can walk in the same power that Christ walked in? Do you realize we can declare things and they will happen? And angels are like, what? You people have offended God a bit, big time. And the answer is, it is a mystery hidden in God before the foundation of the earth. We are, you see what God did for us to bring him as, to bring us in as his people. It's a big deal. It's on us people who take it for granted. But even the angels, they are shocked. Everybody looks and say, who opens the door for them to come in with all these things that they have done? But such is the gospel. It opens to the lost. It opens to those who offend God. And when he walks in, he brings peace. He brings joy. He brings godliness. He mends relationships that are broken. You see, every fractured relationship finds its fulfillment and healing. When you come into contact with the gospel of Jesus Christ, you realize every trouble that you encounter when you encounter the gospel of Jesus, every problem finds its solution because we become partakers and carriers of the wisdom of God. You don't have to scratch your head and wonder what am I going to do with this situation because in the wisdom of God speaks to every situation in your life. But there is only one call. Will you come in? Just say, yes, Lord. I am coming and I am bringing my all. I am surrendering everything to you. Verse 11 goes on to say, verse 11 says that, verse 11 talks about the fact that we have got access to God. Now we can boldly access God. No matter what you have done, do you know there are some people who are so separated from God because they don't even want to come into contact with God because they know where they have been. But God has opened the door. And he says, you have got full access. We can walk into God and, and just hold on to his legs. I can just walk to the Father and start to whisper things in the ears of the Father. I can just go and have an intimate conversation with the Father. Why? Because that's the nature of the gospel. The angels don't have that access, you realize. The Bible says the angels gather around the throne of God. And they cry, holy, holy, they gather around. But us people, regardless of where we have been, when you say, Father, I am coming, he says, come on through, straight onto the throne of God. And you can just hold on to the Father and cry out to the Father and pour your heart to the Father and just say, Father, I don't even know where to start, but I just give you my all. We have got full access to God. And this is the mystery. Because the idea is those who offend God, 
they cannot come back because our God is holy. But God says, I have got a mystery coming along in Jesus Christ. When you believe in him, you have got full access as though you have not done anything wrong. And you can walk in power. You can walk in that authority. And nothing can challenge your access. You can just walk boldly and just love the Father. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes life tears us apart. There is so much trouble and issues that we encounter. And we forget that we have a Father who is all-knowing, who will understand when I come and say, Father, this is really tearing me apart. But I give it to you. Father, ah, this thing that I did continues to trouble me. But here I come. And he is saying, ah, 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 ah. Just draw close, my son. Who will refuse such an offer? Who will say no to such an offer? Who chooses to live in turmoil and trouble? And guilt and shame and endless divisions. When there is provision of the gospel... To live a life that is full of peace and joy in the Lord. Who chooses that? Remember angels are in shock. They are like, what is God doing? What is this thing that I see? But as the people, the problem is we just look and we walk away. We are not even understanding the depth of what was accomplished when Christ died. There are some divisions that will not be there. Because we have allowed Christ you see, this morning I just sense that God wants us to pick up on this grace and walk into some places that are running so low in grace and start to be ministers of grace in those places. Probably starting from our own homes going forward. Praise the Lord. Guess what? I'm running out of time. I needed to share three things. I won't explain them, but I'll share them anyway. The last verse Paul says, I am in prison, but don't, don't worry. Don't even worry about it. For Paul, the purposes of God were more important than his own comfort. He's like, I might look like I'm not comfortable. I might look like things are not right with me. But do you know what? I'm in line with the purpose of God. And when you are lined up with the purpose of God, there is a fulfillment that it comes with. Some of the tearing and the frustration that we feel and the so-called distress that we experience. It's because sometimes we wander away from the purposes of God. When you are fully engaged with the purposes of God, there is an element of fulfillment. Even in the times of trouble, even when there are challenges that are going on, you find your peace in knowing that I am connected with the perfect will of God and nothing will stop me because I am unstoppable. The power of God is at work inside of me. This is the wow message that we have got here through the cross of Jesus. And the question that I wanted, I, the three things that I wanted to share was when you, when you understand a message like this, it's impossible to keep quiet with it. So what do you do? You become a perpetual communicator of that grace. And this is the call of God on our lives. Let us perpetually be sharing this grace in places where we work Share the goodness of God. In our own homes, minister the grace and the power of God. In every place that you find yourself, be perpetually communicating this gospel. Praise God. Because there is a, there is a, there is a void in, in, in the world today. 
all the things that we know to call somebody a virtuous person, they are being stripped off and ripped apart and being removed. Why? Because the world is trying to manipulate the wisdom of God and push away the wisdom of God and try to accommodate things that are contrary to the will of God. And you see, every solution that we try to apply and it's contrary or outside of the wisdom of God, it creates even more problems. You see, when you give love, they try to give love. People manipulate that love until it looks ugly. You give them freedom. They manipulate that freedom until it's, it's so bad. Why? Because the freedom that the world gives carries no responsibility. You know, every time you are given freedom, you must also exercise responsibility with that freedom. But the world gives you freedom, and that freedom tears you apart until you don't even know who you are, where you are coming from, and where you are going. But when you hold on to the wisdom of God, you walk in the power and in the authority of the Spirit of God. Praise God. So be perpetual communicators of this. And number two, Hallelujah. What is number two? <laughs> Be faithful stewards. Apostle Paul says, this is what I've been given to do. And I am going to faithfully steward this, this thing. And I will fulfill. I live for this thing. I live to share this grace. I live to give this grace to every person that I encounter. He says every Gentile, in other words, all those who were far away, I live to share this grace with them. But the important thing is be faithful stewards of this. The problem that we have in our time is that the gospel has been taken and twisted. And even the preachers of the gospel, they fear to preach the truth of the gospel for fear of offending people. But guess what? If I am living in sin and sin is attacked and I am offended, I'll run to Jesus. Because I know that is where my solution is. Being a good steward of this grace is being able to hold the truth of the gospel in its fullness. If it's rebuke, let it come. And it comes with love. Uh, if it's correction, let it come. And it's going to be clothed with love. But when you do not tell the truth, that is even worse. Because that is not called love. Love is speak the truth, but speak it with a lot of love. You realize we are living in times where things don't hold for long. Why? Because feelings have been exalted above principles and value. So people think that as long as I feel good about what I am doing, then it's right. But we are called to stand by the principles and the values of the word of God. And go being good stewards of this grace is to walk in this grace, to share this grace in its truthfulness, regardless of the implications. The world is now speaking to the church to say, stop preaching Jesus, stop correcting this, allow this to happen. But there is one thing that is certain, one thing that is certain, those who have understood what Christ has accomplished, they will hold this gospel with uh, integrity and share it with integrity. And the last thing, which is the third thing, was that don't lose heart when things seem not to work your way. Apostle Paul says, I'm in prison, but don't bother. I am lined up with the perfect will of God. What you desire is, Lord, I have come in. I have become part and parcel of the family. Now use me as you desire. 
And whatever finds me, I know that God will never lose sight of me. Am I sick in my body? God will heal me. But I continue to walk lined up with his purposes. Is there trouble in my family? Yes. But God has not lost sight of me. And hence I continue to preach the gospel. To guard it jealously. But at the same time remaining strong in knowing that in Christ the Lord will never lose sight of me. Praise the Lord. I want us to pray. If we can just all stand. If we can. You see, sometimes when, uh, when God brings a word, I believe there is no word that God brings to us just for the sake of it. There are things that he wants to heal. There are relationships that he wants to restore. There are people who have wandered. And sometimes you could have been in the church for years and years. But there is some link that doesn't seem to connect. There are some wires don't that seem not to give each other power. What is going on? There is a need to understand. What is it that Christ has given to me? Everything is open and I can walk in. Some of us might be needing to walk home and start to reconcile with some people whom we have cut off for years. But because we understand in the gospel of Christ, he brings those who are far away together. People who could not live and, uh, together and, and look at each other eye to eye. But when they encounter the gospel, he brings down all the divide and allows his spirit to bring unity, to bring oneness, to bring joy all the guilt and the shame that you don't even know what to do with when we understand and grasp the gospel it brings and tears down you don't need to be ashamed you are a child of God you don't need to be afflicted by that guilt you are a child of God too good to be true but guess what that is the gospel for you thank you for listening to this week's podcast at Centre Church one church, passionately loving God and people, in Burgess Hill and Brighton. To get the latest news, or for any other information, check out our website at www.centrechurch.uk.